0: You're listening to The Skateboarding Show. Hello, and uh, welcome to The Skateboarding Show. I think this is the first one that I'm going to do on my own, ever. I usually have a guest and or I'm usually chatting with someone. But, uh, so, a couple, all right, okay, well, okay, let's talk about why. Why am I doing this on my own? Because... I have Possibly come to some realisations One That I want to do I want to do adult skateboarding I want to I am I am very nearly four, I'm just about to turn 44 years old uh, And there's no point uh, Me trying to produce content That appeals to all the different ages Because you know That's what we're supposed to do We're supposed to be all we're supposed to be producing content for everyone. Uh, and there's a massive part of me. It's like, actually, no. I want to talk about some. I want to talk about some serious things. I want to talk about some challenging things. I want to talk about um, some contentious issues. I want to talk about things that maybe teenagers don't give a toss about, or don't care about, or don't know about. Uh, because they are some of the things that I'm encountering and that I'm dealing with and that are going on for me and so that's what I want to talk about and I'm aware that not everybody wants to hear it so uh, and I might be wrong but I think I think the younger people and people who have not been involved in skateboarding very long don't want to hear it because of whatever reason, I can postulate some reasons that maybe they're, maybe they're not interested because they can't relate to it or they haven't thought about it yet or it ha- they haven't encountered some of these ideas or concepts yet or just because they're busy trying to find out what's cool rather than thinking for themselves about it, I don't know and and there's nothing wrong with any of those things that I've just said Then there's certainly nothing wrong with saying I just want to do something that's kind of cool uh, and I just want to be told what it is I'm supposed to do in it Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong in that, there's kind of, I might, it might sound like I have some judgement about that, but I kind of don't, um, despite what it may sound like, but what I am acutely aware of is that, that I'm, that I'm struggling with some things, I'm thinking about some things, and that, uh, I want to discuss those things, just because, and also because of my second point that I've been thinking about, which is that for the last, since 2011, I've been trying to produce media that I think is accessible to everybody, no matter how long you've been skateboarding or whatever age you are, and the reality of it is that if you're listening to this, I'm really, really grateful, because there's not very many people who are, so I kind of have nothing to lose. There's a part of me that's wondering, perhaps is perhaps... Uh, that I've been trying to be something when really I should just be me, and who I am is... I am somebody who's interested in the concepts and the ideas behind skateboarding. I'm, in, I'm interested in the concepts behind the identity of being a skateboarder. I'm interested in the idea of what exactly is the skateboard culture. And it's really easy, of course, to say, well, there is no answer to what the skateboarding culture is, because it's different for every single person. And that is absolutely true. That is that is totally true. Um, but if you are to look, if you were to look at skateboard media, then it's quite possible that only a very select segment of the possibilities of what skateboarding culture is, only a select segment of that is being represented in skateboard culture. Because in skateboard media, only a segment of the culture is being represented in skateboard media, because only that bit of it sells, right? And skateboard media is, of course, or traditional media is, of course, still a profit-generating capitalist venture. It has to be, otherwise it doesn't exist. If magazines don't make money, they can't exist. If if uh, skateboard brands don't make money, they can't exist. They have, to, they have to be having more money coming in than there is going out. It's as simple as that. No matter what image they try to portray and no matter what uh, ethos they, they pretend to belong to or, or portray that they belong to, every single skateboard media and brand and element, anything to do in the industry has to make money otherwise it can't exist i don't have to make money out of doing this because i have another job that i do i'm not a professional skateboarder i'm not buying in product that i then have to sell out for more money than what i'm buying it in for i am just a big mouth skateboarder who wants to share these opinions um I think, you know, and, and perhaps I want to try and start questioning something such as the authenticity and the honesty within skateboarding, and with that in mind, I need to start leading that, I need to start being the example that, and being the change that I want to see, if indeed I even want to see it. I don't know, I'm just presenting something different. I did want to be commercially successful. And making some money out of this would be amazing and doing nothing but this would be amazing Unfortunately whether I like it or not I might have to face the reality That that may not happen And I certainly have had to face the reality that it certainly hasn't happened Over the last well more than a decade that I've been doing it and I haven't been doing it very consistently And I haven't been doing it very regularly and I've been doing it with granted Sort of varied result with what I'm doing. You know, sometimes, sometimes I'm lucky. I'm sat there for an hour with Chris Haslam interviewing him, and other times I haven't produced something for months, and then wonder why uh, it's not going anywhere. And and what do I? What's the end result that I'm looking for as well? Like if I do this, am I looking for followers? Am I looking for people to go? Oh yes Brett yes we shall follow you and listen to what you have to say um, you know that's a very good question and I think the answer is that at first I was I think I was looking for that uh, because then I could have monetized it somehow but perhaps really what I should be doing and what I feel like doing now is being a little bit more authentic and going and saying And saying, I know I'm not cool, I know I'm not going to get any followers, I know I'm not going to get any people going, Oh my God, Brett, I really like what you have to say, oh my God, it's amazing. Uh, I think what I'd really like to do, and what I'm choosing to do, is just sharing some of my opinions about skateboarding. Some of which some people may agree with, and want to hear more about, some of which some people may not agree with. And that is part, for me, of the beauty of skateboarding that doesn't mean to say i'm wrong or right or that anybody else's opinion is right or wrong um, which i know is a very politically correct thing to say in skateboarding um, there are some things that i think are objective facts in skateboarding uh, and there are also a bunch of opinions but definitely one of my opinions is that i haven't been very authentic and i often I often won't say something because I'm concerned that it might, you know, it might alienate people or it might, it might make somebody feel bad. And really, uh, I think I'm getting a bit bored of that because uh, there are some things I do want to say, such as, uh, which I think I've said already on, on other, on other, on other podcasts that I've maybe, I think I did one with Ed the other day and I certainly, with a chat that I had with Rob Ayton on on Wine Club, his new podcast, where like, I'm just, I think, I think I'm just a bit, um, I'm certainly a bit bored of people who come into skateboarding for all of five minutes and start trying to tell me what skateboarding's about. I'm certainly bored of the younger generation of skateboarders who uh, won't make a noise or be uh, supportive, or what I call supportive at a skate park, because they're all too busy uh like, just living in their own world and who think just because, just because they're the new generation and just because they think they're bringing something new to skateboarding that that's the way it should be, like, nobody's bringing anything new to skateboarding, get off your fucking high horse, like, get, get, get your head out of your ass, you're not bringing anything new to skateboarding, um, uh, and your trends that you're doing, you know, like, they're, they're only that, they're just trends. Like, let's see where you're at in, in 10 years' time, whether or not you're still doing this. Um, yeah, and your sort of self-righteous, entitled attitude, that skateboarding belongs to you just because you're between 18 and 25. Like, it doesn't. It doesn't belong to me, either. Skateboarding doesn't belong to anybody. Um, yeah. So, what do I want to talk about today? Ha, As if I haven't already bleated enough opinions about stuff. I think I have an opinion about. I think I want to talk about. And please be aware, like, so, like, like I said, I want to bring, I want to bring some adult skate. I want, I want to talk adult skateboarding, and what that means is, um, I might swear, I might bring up concepts. That are contentious, I might bring up ideas that are contentious. I might talk about things that are not appealing to your average um, younger skateboarder who's only been skateboarding a couple of years, five years, and is still trying to find their place because these things may not mean anything to them. If you're a little bit older, if you've been skateboarding a little while, if you have a critical eye, if you've been observing the skateboarding world, And if you've been involved in it long enough to see some trends come and go, and some concepts come and go, uh, then you may or may not be interested in what I'm about to say. And you may or may not choose to listen, and you may or may not come back, do whatever you want. It's not my place to tell you what to do or what to think. I just want to share some opinions because I've got loads of opinions and thoughts about skateboarding. And because this modern day and age with podcasts and the the ease with which to record these and the ease with which to get them out to the world make it possible for a narcissistic extrovert like me to say, I've got an opinion and I'm gonna share it with the whole world. So that's all I'm doing, all right? Um, I'm not trying to change anybody's mind and I don't necessarily want mine changed. I am open to being educated and open to other ideas. But essentially, unless you're somebody whose opinion I respect, uh, I may not be opening, open to listen to, listening to it. So, <clears throat> one thing that is um, that I had reason to think about the other night for various different reasons that I won't necessarily go into because I'm not sure whether it's confidential information or not. But some people I know are trying to get something up and going. And it reminded me of the idea of the weird contradiction and hypocrisy, if you will, um, and hypocriticalness of skateboarding. With with, With reference and relevance, both actually, to the concept of being cool, and what it is to be cool and how dependent skateboarding is on being cool and at the same time <clears throat> how dependent skateboarding is on the on the, on the not so cool kids and on the not so cool people because if if skateboarding was left and the skateboard industry oh yes that's the idea, that's part of it like uh, the, the skateboard industry uh if, if the skateboard industry was just left up to just the cool kids it wouldn't it wouldn't exist, it wouldn't happen. You need the not so cool you need like the organized nerdy kids and uh, and, and the self-proclaimed nerdy organized people behind the scenes to help make the skateboard industry happen. And by industry I mean everything. I mean product, I mean competitions, I mean events I mean, uh, sponsorship, all that stuff. <clears throat> you need a mixture of the different sort of people who are going to make this stuff happen. Now, my perception is that, is that there is such a thing as skateboard culture... And there is such a thing as the skateboarding industry. And those two things are sort of intertwined. But at points, they're very identifiable as two separate entities. And skateboard culture... Or or some major element... Okay, so skateboard culture also breaks down into... Skateboard culture isn't just one thing. There is... And I wonder if there's going to be a growing element... Uh, in skateboard culture but of course the the politically correct answer and the bloody answer that every bloody pro and every naive teenager gives is that sk- there's no such thing as skateboard culture because it, it skateboarding is different for everybody and yes it is but there are some elements there are some defining elements of a sort of overarching uh, skateboard culture some of those elements are the freedom to do almost anything you want on a skateboard, um, and the freedom to to you, you don't have to enter competitions, you don't have to be a pro, you don't have to be sponsored, you don't have to be any of those things. You can just be you and your skateboard and the curb outside your house, and you are a skateboarder and you are doing skateboarding. That is part of the culture of skateboarding. And culture of skateboarding is has a very loose element a very loose style to it where there are no set rules and boundaries unlike a game of badminton where there is a defined court and a defined set of rules as to what makes a game of badminton what constitutes skateboarding is very much more relaxed and very much more loose without a set of rigid boundaries to it. And that is part of what makes the skateboard culture. That is one element of it. Another element of skateboard culture is that actually events are a part of it. Another part of skateboard culture is that the shops are quite important. The shops play a part in the culture. And as soon as you get into something like the shops and the brands and the look and feel of the brands, play a part in skateboard culture. And as soon as you start moving into that territory, then you start moving into where it starts intertwining with the industry side of it. Uh, And the industry side of skateboarding does stand alone and separate from the culture, but it is intertwined. Because there is a question, of course, about whether or not the, the... Does the industry lead the culture, or does the culture... Dictate to the industry uh, certain elements. So, for example, does skateboard culture dictate to the skateboard industry the aesthetic of skateboarding, or as in as in how a brand looks, or how brands should look, or the trend of brands, or the trend of the look and feel of a brand, or is it subtly done the other way by the brands releasing? adverts and material and media which through uh, media outlets such as magazines and channels uh, such as YouTube and Instagram channels which then influence the culture which way round is it does does the does the culture influence the industry or does the industry influence the culture again I know some people will think there's an answer to that. I'm not entirely sure there is an answer to that. I'm not entirely sure there's a singular answer. I think sometimes it works one way, sometimes it works the other way. Uh, But what I think is a very interesting observation for me personally, and something that I've always kind of struggled with, is the realisation of, and the thought about, <clears throat> the cool factor in skateboarding because we all know that whether we like it or not the cool factor has a has a, a place in the world of skateboarding and whether that be uh, whether that be because skateboarding is cool or it relies on cool people Or whether that be um, it being sold using the concept of cool. It does exist somewhere. And it's hard to define it. And it's hard to define where it exists. But, but, right, what certainly is true is that a brand can live or die on whether or not it's cool if a brand we all know full well without a doubt that if a brand isn't cool it won't continue to exist in skateboarding and if it tries to, sometimes if it tries to be cool then it's not cool and we and everyone can spot it as a as a fake and as the inauthentic element that it is and at the same time a brand can just exist and not even try to be cool, and then end up being the coolest thing on planet Earth. So, so how does that affect everyday skateboarding and how does that affect the culture and the industry? Because, because, well it certainly affects the industry because my belief is so so one manifestation of this element of cool is the difference between the cool street skaters that are sponsored by the brands and the competition skateboarders that you've never heard of the competition skateboarders that that get flown around the company or country or flown around the world by their sponsors And by some of the competitions I might like to add who will purposely fly them out there or put them up in hotels and sort of financially support them a little bit while they're there Um, those competition skateboarders some of them you've never heard of okay and you've never heard of because they're not featured in the sort of skateboard mainstream media because they're not considered to be cool and because the brands don't want to sponsor them because then they're, they're not considered as cool and because, without a doubt, competition skateboarding requires a lot more effort than buying a skateboard and hanging out on the streets doing whatever it is that you think you're doing calling it skateboarding. Competition skateboarding probably requires you to get to your local skate park and learn how to skate a skate park and connect it together and learn different elements of skateboarding. You have to learn your your ledge tricks, your handrail tricks, your, your stair tricks, your quarter pipe tricks, all, all that different element. If you want to be a good, rounded skate park, a, a good competition skateboarder, and you probably have to put some effort in, buying a skateboard and hanging out on the streets doesn't require you to have to do anything other than just hang out on the streets doing your thing and of course for a brand and for the skateboard industry they are that's exactly the sort of skateboarders that they are aiming at when they're selling because it's the most accessible type of skateboarding to do uh, and the most accessible skateboard market because it's the most easy, it's the most easy type of skateboarding to get started doing. Whereas uh, getting to a skate park and accessing that skate park is not as easy as just being able to hang out at the curb outside your house. So. So, street street skateboarders are considered cool. Now, is that because they are, or is it because the brands have said, these guys are cool, we're going to sponsor, and you can tell that they're cool because we're sponsoring them, we're giving them all the latest clothes and, and shoes to wear, because the product really doesn't, matter you know if your wheels are round and your skateboard is relatively new and your trucks keep your wheels on the on the board unless you're a pretty good skateboarder then your product is not really going to make too much of a difference okay you have to be pretty good to be really nuanced about about what product you want to ride if you're if you know if you can barely ollie and barely do a kit flip then what brand of wheels you got really doesn't make any difference despite what anybody might say But what clothes you're wearing and whether you're socially accepted for those clothes and where you're hanging out and where you're wearing those makes all the difference. Because, of course, it's still acknowledged that if you are down the skate park trying to work on a trick, then perhaps you're a bit of a geek. If you're hanging out on the street on a curb. not being all nonchalant about it and not really caring what you're doing, perhaps you're cool. And like I say, the brands are gonna market their material, their their product and their wares at the people hanging out on the street being all nonchalant and not caring, or allegedly not caring. Because the weird thing is, again, as a contradiction, you can bet those ones who are trying to make it look as if they don't care have worked really hard to make sure that they look the way they're supposed to look right they've they've taken a long time to put together a look that makes it look like they don't care whereas whereas potentially maybe the competition skateboarders and the skate park skateboarders are going well listen what what trousers I wear doesn't make a difference compared to am I able to get together my tricks that I want to get together because there's another competition coming up this weekend and I want to make sure that I can skateboard well in it and consistently in it yeah there's another element to bring in a minute I want to be able to make sure I can consistent I want to make sure that when the buzzer goes I can go out and I can do the tricks that I want to do and put them together so I'm not, I'm not here just here to hang out <coughs> and try and look cool. I am here to work hard and to learn some tricks and then to work those tricks over and over again so that I get the feel of it and I know how they're supposed to feel and I know where I'm supposed to, and I know how to perform them on demand. Because that, th- there's another weird element, you see, with, with competition skateboarding, you have to perform. Right, so perhaps I'm beginning to see it. Perhaps by me explaining this, I'm beginning to see that, of course you're a bit of a geek if you're a competition skateboarder or if you are down a skate park. Of course you're not cool, because you actually care. You actually give a toss. You actually have an objective, rather than, you know, the cool kids hanging around, perhaps they don't have an objective. Perhaps they're just there to hang around and distract themselves from life, which is a perfectly good example of, of what skateboarding should be and kind of is and is part of the culture, but it doesn't mean to say you have to do it out of the street, but we'll come to that later, um, perhaps they don't have an objective of trying to get better, perhaps they're just hanging out, and perhaps if you are trying to, perhaps if it's obvious that you are trying to get better and that you're actually putting effort into it and you care about it, perhaps that automatically makes you uncool because you're supposed to not care about it and you're supposed to not care about getting better. Um, but that's the boring meter on my car going off because I think I reached it. So, so but then there's, a, there's this really weird contradiction that then the sponsors go and sponsor some of the cool kids who happen to have got good and who look good on a skateboard and have, you know, are part of the cool culture... Uh, then there's this weird culture where people sort of diss the, sh- the competition skateboarders and for me personally I've always found that really confusing because the ability to turn it on and have a buzzer go and have somebody say right you're off it's your go you got 45 seconds uh, go and land the best skateboarding that you can go I think that's pretty mental I think that's pretty impressive I think like You know, the edits that come out of people on the street skateboarding, people don't necessarily understand, especially beginner skateboarders and people who haven't been around very long, they don't necessarily understand. That three-minute edit you just watched could have taken that person months to film. One trick that seriously is on the screen for about seven to ten seconds could have, could have taken somebody weeks to land, genuinely weeks. They might have had to go back to that spot, two or three times to go and make that trick and all you're seeing is the one time they made it and then when they did make it they might have have rolled off going thank god for that I never have to do that again I've got it on film I'm done I'm going home bye and they may never go back to that spot again and they may never do that trick again there at that spot or anywhere else for that matter as opposed to the competition skateboarders the are trying to put together a run which they want to repeat over and over again in practice so that they get it down and then they want to do it as fast and as powerfully and as stylishly and as solidly as possible during what could be two or three runs without the opportunity to go back and film it again they get one go the buzzer goes and they've got one shot off you go, let's see what you got I think that's pretty impressive, I think that's almost more impressive than going back repeatedly until you get it once and then never doing it again. Because, yeah, right, because the brands are selling you on a lie, aren't they? They're selling you on a lie that, like, this guy skateboards all the time, here's the edit, again, if you're not very good at, (coughs) excuse me. If you're you're new to skateboarding, you might watch a skateboard edit and go, Oh my God, this guy's amazing. Without realising, well, no, that's the very top level of what he's done over the last six months. If If you went skateboarding with that guy or girl in real life, they may not skate like that every time they go skateboarding. Like, they'd be good, they'd be amazing, they'd be better than me without a question of a doubt. Like, of course they'd be amazing... But are we just as guilty in the skateboarding world of selling a lie and of manufacturing perfect images, including the perfect image of being cool and what it is, when we're not actually telling the truth and we're not telling the truth that cool in skateboarding very rarely exists. If you're sponsored or pro, just remember, people are still getting told what to do when they're sponsored and pro skateboarders. Uh, subtly, even even if it's just the subtly, that get told what to do. They get told what to do by the very subtleness of, well, you know, you haven't produced a lot of media recently, and we'd like you to produce some. Otherwise, you're kind of off the team. Like we need people who are going to represent our brand, and if you're not representing our brand, then we can't really give you free product or give you a paycheck every month. You know, like it, you know, like we are asking you to do something. You have to do something for us we are asking you this isn't this is not the cool world of you can just party 24 hours a day and don't worry you'll still receive a paycheck every month that ain't gonna happen especially not nowadays when there's a little bit more money in the skateboarding world than there was in the 90s and the early 2000s but at the same time of course those brands want to prevent want to want to present they want to present the image that that, that life is cool and that the life of a skateboarder is one of coolness and is one of like a relaxed, chilled out nature because of course that sells skateboards and that sells the skateboarding world to the, uh, to the teenagers that they're aiming it at no brand is ever based you know, you, don't, you won't get a brand called like Hard Work do you know what I mean? you won't get a brand called uh, Persistence Although there should be one, you won't get a brand selling the image of the idea of like, you are going to fall off, it's going to be hard, you're going to get hurt, you're going to be left asking yourself why the hell am I doing this, you're going to be left asking yourself what the hell am I doing with my life, Why am I why am I out here literally throwing myself on concrete, why am I putting myself through this mental torture? just for one moment of glory when I might land this trick if I'm lucky or if I work at it hard enough to do it. There's there's no brands that are basing themselves around that concept or culture, but it's a massive part of skateboarding. And it's a massive part of what happens to any skateboarder. Well, it, I, it's, it's quite possible that it happens to every single skateboarder at some point. At some point. They will start asking themselves. A half decent skateboarder will start asking themselves some pretty serious questions about what the hell they're doing with their life, and and what the hell they're doing with their skateboarding. If they're not, I would I would propose the idea that that if a skateboarder does not ask themselves those questions about their life and their skateboarding, then they're obviously sitting in their comfort zone and they're not pushing themselves. They're not. They're not. Um, they're skiving off. They're just skiving off. If the whole of skateboarding's really really easy for you and like you never have any challenges doing it, then you're not you're not sitting at the edge of your ability level then. You're just sitting in your nice 50% so zone and having a good time and not pushing your you're not pushing the boundaries of skateboarding. You're not you're not giving anything back to skateboarding. Which again, you, you don't have to. You don't have to do that to be a skateboarder you can just you can just sit in your in your comfort zone not giving anything back not not pushing yourself not pushing your boundaries of skateboarding uh, and that is totally acceptable that is totally and utterly acceptable but then again some people might say well actually I want to give back and I want I want to do that uh, and, and I do think I think that's why I think that's why there's a massive load of like young people that do skateboarding And then as length of service and age goes up, numbers go down. Because people end up either bullshitting themselves or pussying out and going, oh, I've got a job now, or I've got a wife now, or I've got kids now. I can't be getting injured, or I can't be getting hurt. Like, well, why not? Like, just sit at home in some cotton wool then and don't ever go out. Don't go to your job then, because you've got to drive. You could get killed in a car is you're unlikely to get bloody killed skateboarding um and yeah you might injure yourself you might injure yourself walking across the road you might injure yourself playing squash you might injure yourself doing anything just sit at home and grow fat then and do nothing and watch X Factor then like just fuck off and leave the skate park alone for us then because like like I-, I thought that was part of the culture of skateboard I thought that was part of the deal the deal was that this is a cultural lifestyle it's not it's not just something you do when it's easy for you to do it's a challenge it's a challenge it's something to make you remember that you're a human being who's alive who have who has cognitive abilities to be able to understand and choose whether or not to engage in a challenge or whether or not you just want a easy life of sitting down doing nothing and just skiving off but like really skiving off like not even skiving off the shit things like yeah i use skateboarding to skive off all the shit elements of life like sitting around doing nothing i'd rather be i'd rather be down a concrete skate park uh battling with battling with issues of shit i really want to try this trick and i think i can do it but i'm scared but okay right well uh, well, what's my choice then my choice is i can pussy out or I could push myself and try and do it. And i got my helmet on. I've got my knee pads on. So I've got no excuse. I'm here. It's, it's, it's right here right now. And my board's right here under my feet. I've got no excuse. What is my excuse? There's, you know, perhaps that perhaps there should be a skateboard brand called fucking self-honesty. Because I think there's... And again, this is still... this. I'm still riffing on this cool idea. Because cool is an image that the skateboard industry perpetuates but the reality of skateboarding is to do with self-honesty are, are you chickening out of what you're doing in terms of what you're doing on a skateboard are you skiving off being the best skateboarder that you can be and sitting in your comfort zone or are you trying to push yourself and remember that pushing yourself is is individual to each person and that's part of why I love it what one person's version of pushing themselves might be is completely different to what another person's version of pushing themselves might be. And one, you know, one person might find it really easy to chuck themselves down a set of stairs, and another person may not. And you know, one person might find it really easy to have a lot of courage but not much ability, and another person might find it easy to have a lot of ability but not very much courage. So, pushing oneself is completely and utterly different for each individual person and and that's alright. It's okay to um it's okay for you to identify that and that's where the self-honesty element comes in. That's where that's why I think it's challenging that the skateboard industry and the skateboard culture perpetuates ideas of coolness when really coolness and trends and fashions and acceptability in society and skateboarding are like the least of the elements of skateboarding that are interesting. The most interesting elements of skateboarding are what, what What? are you doing to help your own skateboarding? What are you doing to help your own issues around skateboarding? What are you doing to help and encourage other people with their issues around skateboarding? Um, if you, if you even think that's an idea, maybe you don't need to help other people. Because there is also something in that, you know, like I've got enough stuff going on in my own skateboarding, let alone trying to, you know, perhaps I don't need to be co-de- codependent and try and uh, help other people without them asking for help. So what have we come to? Have I come to anything? Is anybody still listening? 40 minutes in, I sincerely doubt it. But, um, cool. Versus uncool. Oh Christ, and then we didn't even get on to the idea that the industry, well, I did mention it briefly, but yeah, I still think, without a shadow of a doubt, the industry is reliant on uncool people. Not uncool people, sorry. No, I don't mean that. I think the industry is reliant on self confessed people who may be a little bit geeky or a little bit nerdy and who are definitely organized and who are definitely not necessarily the out there partying 24-hour people but the people who are going actually I want to create a good product or I want to create a good brand or I think there's a niche here for something or I think there's a need here for something um, and I'm going to work on it and I'm going to put some effort in it and I'm going to give a toss about it and I'm going to care about it Um, because without those people the, the skateboard industry just simply wouldn't exist so uh, thank you to those people, and and I want them to continue to exist. And thank you to the skateboard media people who... Um, I'm not a very good skateboarder. That's why I'm doing this. I want to give back to skateboarding in some way. I also want to share my opinion, because I think I have opinions, and me just boring my poor partner with it is is, is not... <laughs> it's not going to result in me having a girlfriend from, if I'm not... Care- well, no, she's never... She's, She's really amazing, and and she'll listen to all this stuff, but, but, um, but it's not fair of me to bore her with it all the time. So, uh, yeah, it's all well and good me going, well, you know, my guests are the most important thing, and they are, and still, my guests are the most. And when I do interviews, that is still, that's what I really like doing, and what I really think is appropriate, and 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 that is the uh, that is what I can really offer. But, uh, fuck it, I've got nothing to lose. I've got nothing to lose by making these sort of podcasts where I'm going, I've been thinking about something, and so I want to talk about it right now, and so I'm going to talk about it. And what I've been, and what I, and it's, it's, it's been a thing for me for ages, and continues to be a thing, and will probably continue to be a thing. What is cool? What is, what is cool? I don't mean describe to me the things that are cool. I mean, describe, give me the definition of cool, um, because there's a difference between the things. Because the things that are cool will change from one generation to the next. Of course it will. Uh, and if something is cool, or, or no, uh, no, it doesn't matter if something is cool. Where does the where does cool fit in in skateboarding? Uh, 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 and is there an answer? And who cares? There probably is an answer. Yes, skateboarding, of course, skateboarding is deeply reliant on cool and the idea of cool. It is deeply, deeply reliant on that. Um, Because it helps to sell a product in the skateboard industry. But the weird thing is that I don't think cool matters so much the longer you've been skateboarding because, or maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just describing it for me then, maybe for me I should just describe it matters a lot, lot less now because I'm more interested in the physical activity of skateboarding. Uh, I want to go out and do the activity of controlling a piece of wood with wheels on it because I enjoy the feeling of doing it. And because I enjoy the challenge of doing it Well I don't enjoy the challenge of doing it I wish to accept the challenge of doing it And I wish to accept with and play with The challenges that it brings To do with all manner of different stuff to do with me Which I'm definitely going to do So I'm definitely going to talk about that at some point Because there's lots, lots of weird contradic- contradictions for me to do with Whether it actually helps those challenges or not Or just perpetuates them um, but, for now, what what part does cool play in skateboarding? Well, maybe it plays a big part, maybe it doesn't. Maybe people care, maybe they don't care. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm sort of being contradictory by saying, right, I'm producing these podcasts now for the older skateboarder, the adult skateboarder, and weirdly, the adult skateboarders are all going, we don't care, Brett, we're just we're just sort of a bit like you we just want to go out and do skateboarding and sometimes we think about these things and sometimes we don't uh but don't waste your time I don't know I don't know I don't care that's the other thing I I should just try and be authentic and go well maybe it doesn't matter if nobody listens to these maybe I just want to say this stuff uh and maybe I'm so narcissistic and extrovert mixed together that I truly believe that uh I should just get this out there But maybe I don't need to. Maybe I should just bore my friends with it instead of boring you people with it. Anyway, um, if you're still with me, thank you. Uh, Stay tuned, because... or don't, or whatever. But for God's sake, please go skateboarding. Please go skateboarding. And uh, maybe even talk to people at a skate park if you're part of the older generation, which you actually do. So that's good. So that's nice. I love meeting new skateboarders are a bit older who actually understand the concept of talking to each other it's a very lovely thing to do um yeah thank you I'll, i'll stop now bye you're listening to the skateboarding show you dance breeds you dance breeds you dance breeds you dance breeds